So to be angry is never needed whether or not someone did you wrong. See? Anger is to be avoided. You know, it's not to justify my anger by saying, well, yeah, well, look what they did. Look what happened. Look at this situation. Of course I was angry. See? But that's not the highest understanding. That's not the highest truth. You see, that may be, people always like to say, this is my own truth. That may be your truth. <laughs> but we're trying to learn how to see it from the highest level of truth and consciousness. I found a quote in the Srimad Bhagavatam or, or a purport by Bhaktivedanta Swami that I found just <laughs> so interesting and so to the heart, <laughs> to, to the core. Uh, and, and he says, the egocentric attitude is a manifestation of the Rudra principle in the heart, wherein Kroda, anger, is generated. This anger develops in the heart and is further manifested through various senses like the eyes, hands, and legs. That's, mm -hmm. This is one part of it. And then were you thinking of doing the purport? That, that is the purport. Oh, that is the purport? That is the purport. Oh, I see. And then the, the next one is also the next purport. Oh, that's about salvation. Yeah, I that, that's another one. That's another. That's another text. I, but 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 that <laughs> we don't normally see it that way. That that anger is is gen is generated. It's the egocentric attitude is a manifestation of the Rudra principle in the heart, wherein anger is generated. Mm -hmm. And then in the next part of Porter said to get freedom from anger, one should learn how to forgive. One should not make plans in order to be free from unlawful desires. By spiritual culture, one is able to conquer sleep. By tolerance only can one conquer desires and avarice. Mm. Anyway, that's a that's another whole. It goes into a bunch of things. Yeah, but 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 this idea of the anger developing in the heart in in like it's it, <laughs> that's another way to look at it i think then because we normally see it like someone does something and naturally i would get angry it's a natural response to someone's anger and, and it even says on the internet i was googling this like it's it's not always a bad thing because it's just a reaction to what happens around you it can do something good for you it can motivate you to defend yourself to set limits to set borders uh it's a problem when you don't manage it in a healthy way it's well, that's not what the Vedas say. <laughs> that was not a Vedic quote. No. <laughs> Starting with the Vedas and ending with a social societal view of it. <laughs> yeah, like anger is okay if you control it. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Hmm. Anyway, we can start. Uh... <laughs> yeah, we can start with this quote. Yeah. So, yeah. But what's that? Mm -hmm. What's I mean? You, how, how? Yeah. So uh, how, how is the Vedic perspective different from 
what I was reading. I was reading both perspectives now. <laughs> What's well, the you know, the Vedic perspective is anger is never good unless it's used in service to the Supreme Lord. And Bhaktivedanta Swami, you know, does refer to Arjuna in his, you know, battle of Kurukshetra fighting, mm. you know, at some moments would be angry at the opponent, but it was an, a personal, selfish, self-interested anger. It was all, you know, a part of his service to Krishna. So, therefore, it was transcendental anger, if you will. You know, and it wasn't polluting his, his whole being. Whereas Bhaktivedanta says, you know, the anger that we know, personal anger, contaminates the whole body. Yeah. And it also, of course, contaminates the whole atmosphere. You know, and it doesn't only contaminate us. Yeah. But when we express anger, it contaminates you know, the whole atmosphere around us, yeah. which everybody's experienced. Yeah. You know, it's just a, a, a dark, uncomfortable, unattractive, and, and oftentimes fearful experience yeah. when somebody's anger, angry. So, you know, the, the way we understand and display anger is, is, is something to be avoided and we'll we'll see how that is you know described in this this uh, presentation by acharya das because i guess uh, such transcendental anger is not it's not a common thing to see it's not no and if you get into that then it, it turns into a you know one a lack of understanding mm. what is transcendental anger and what is not and yeah. You know, well, uh, anyway, it just takes, you know, a person into to a dimension of, of truth and understanding that is beyond a lot of people's ability to, to perceive it or correctly understand it and grasp it and, yeah. and appreciate it, yeah. you know. And it could be used as an as a, as a excuse. Yeah, well, know? that's what I was thinking. Just... So just like this 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 quote from from internet where I was talking about anger that, that it says that well anger uh, it can prevent others from walking all over you so it can prevent others from you know it can do you know. yeah but anger doesn't it I mean there's other ways to do the same thing without being angry yeah you know when you get angry you lose your intelligence you 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 know forget who you are, really, and, you know, you just do stupid things. Mm -hmm. In fact, one of the, the, the truths of fighting, let's say you have two people fighting, mm -hmm. and they could even be professional fighters, like boxers or MMA artists or whatever. And if one can get the other person, the opponent, angry, <laughs> if they can, you know then they've got a much better chance of winning the fight. Yeah, because then the other one forgets all his techniques and he just starts going crazy and I just, you know, he, he makes mistakes, he 
leaves himself open, mm. and then you can get in there. So that's one of the, the real weapons against an opponent is if you can get the opponent angry, <laughs> then you, they're going to do stupid things. They're going to make mistakes. They're going to forget, you know, all the training and all the... Or it doesn't have to be in a professional setting, mm. you know, if a person just gets angry in any kind of allocation, mm. you know, then they just start going crazy and you can just stand back and, you know, take your time mm. and, and That's true. do your job. That's true. You know, so, yeah. Yeah. And you, from loss you, comes anger, from anger comes loss of memory, you know, loss of intelligence, delusion, all et cetera, that is described in Bhagavad Gita. Bewilderment of memory, loss of intelligence, hmm. et cetera. So it's not a... So, it's not a... It's not a... It's not a... It's not a I don't support a, these, these philosophical viewpoints of these people that you're reading about because it's just, it's just not supported it's not evidence in in our you know vedic teaching and it's also able to be seen you know you can keep people from walking all over you without being angry but when you get angry things go weird real quick you know <laughs> then you start saying things or doing things that are no good for anybody you know <laughs> so yeah yeah and it's and it's you i you i could you say that anger is could you say that anger a, is based on an egocentric attitude egocentric Slav, attitude. i'm hearing myself Slav, i'm hearing myself yes. i'm hearing you doubling could. But that's not, okay. that's, I think it's maybe better. Now. I think it's maybe better. I still hear myself. I still hear myself. Can you turn yourself up a little bit? You're very quiet. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. More better now. More better. Yeah. Yeah. So you you were referring to a, a purport from Srimad Bhagavatam. Yeah. Uh, third yeah. canto. Chapter 12, text 11. Yep. Yep. So, why don't you read that quote? So, the, the uh, egocentric attitude is a manifestation of the Rudra principle in the heart, wherein Krodha, anger, is generated. This anger develops in the heart and is further manifested through various senses, like the eyes, hands, and legs. It's part of the purport. Yeah, and I'm going to read uh, something that was uh, presented by a great friend of ours and a, a great master in, in this whole science of truth about anger. And it, it fits exactly with this. Of course, it would, mm. you know. And... Uh, why it's it's described as the Rudra principle is because Lord Shiva was born out of anger. In other words, he's a manifestation. Anger is in the mode of ignorance. Mm. And so, you know, that's the Rudra principle. 
that is being referred to here. Mm. And uh, so it's, it's in the heart, you know. In other words, we, the spirit soul, are in the heart. And so who's getting angry? I mean, dead bodies don't get angry. <laughs> you know, I mean, yeah. you know, when there's no principal personality there, then, then there's no anger. So it's, it's actually coming from the heart. And that is called krodha in Sanskrit language. And so it's generated in the heart. It's, it's a manifestation of this rudra principle. So this anger develops in the heart. And from there, it further manifests through various senses, like eyes. I mean, when somebody's angry, they can shoot darts at you, right? Mm. <laughs> you ever had that happen? <laughs> <laughs> or their hands or their That's legs true. are kicking you, or, you know, you could expand it to say their, their voice. Speaking harsh words. they're yelling and screaming and yeah. cursing and, you know, saying bad things and mm. trying to hurt you verbally or emotionally, or whatever, see? So it's just an explosion of this Rudra principle. Which is, and, uh, you, you, you wish you, you could call basically like the mode of ignorance? Ignorance, yeah, the mode of ignorance. Mm -hmm. Lust, it says in Bhagavad Gita, if we trace it back, you know, the Lord Krishna says in Bhagavad Gita, from contemplating the objects of the fences, one develops attachment, see? So it starts contemplating whatever you're contemplating, which develops attachment. From attachment comes lust, see? First you're attached to the idea. Then that attachment expands into lust. Okay, now I want it. I'm going to have it. I need it. And as we know, lust is in the mode of passion. That's also described in Bhagavad Gita. You know, lust is born of contact with the modes of passion. So, lust comes from passion. So now I am controlled by the mode of passion. And then in that same statement, and from passion, uh, Rust, no, wrath develops, which is later transformed into wrath. See? Or the other statement, from lust comes anger. Mm -hmm. So now we've gone from the mode of passion to the mode of ignorance. Yeah, Lord Shiva is, in, is the, the personality designated to be in charge of the mode of ignorance. Yeah. So, now we've, we've you know, been dragged down into the mode of ignorance, you know. So it all started in the heart. See. Mm. So the reason there's so much anger in the world today is because, you know, deep inside, everybody's controlled by lust, and the accompanying anger is always there. Mm. And it only takes a little spark to ignite it. Gasoline is volatile by nature, and it only takes one little spark 
to make it so it it just explodes. So that's the the more we're in the mode of passion, lust, and therefore, you know, also the accompanying anger, then the more any little thing will trigger this outburst, which is seen in the eyes or the hands or the legs or the the verbal things or just the activity that follows. I mean, like road rage. You know, you've heard of that perhaps. In America, it's, it's quite common, really. You know, because people are just, you know, on the edge yeah. because of all the stress and, you know, the just struggle of life and we're not satisfied, we're not happy, we're, we're basically bummed. Mm. And somebody cuts in front of me too close and that's the catalyst, that's the little spark. And, you know, I just start screaming and, and pounding on the steering wheel, you know, and then it goes to extremes where, you, you know, they just drive up beside the guy that, that cut them off and shoot them. And it happens, you know, it's not like an unknown incident. In fact, at one time in Los Angeles when I was living there years ago, it was so much of this being, you know, done on an all-too-regular basis. Somebody printed a bumper sticker, and it said, Please, that you put on the back of the car, right? Please don't shoot. No, I'm sorry. Please don't shoot. You know. So, you know, it's. I mean, that's how volatile things are. And that's why some little, you know, incident can create a protest and it turns into a whole, you know, anger-filled, you know, violent, situation, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, and then, you know, if it goes to the further extremes, there's looting and there's burning and there's, you know, people often extremely injured or killed and, you know, the police come in and usually they fall under the influence of the whole story too. And, mm-hmm. you know, then there's, you know, a big mess. And- See, but if everybody was, was free of that anger then it, w- it wouldn't be a problem. And a, pro- a protest could actually be peaceful yeah. if it was necessary. Yeah. People felt it's yeah. necessary yeah. to protest. Yeah. Then it could be a peaceful protest. We're stating our beliefs. We're yeah. stating our position on this issue. We don't agree mm-hmm. with you. Usually it's the governments. <laughs> <laughs> and so, so here we are as citizens protesting, and it's happening everywhere in the world right now. Mm-hmm. But if you look at all the different accounts of protests, they usually turn violent in the end, you know. And that's why the police come there with riot gear and, you know, water cannons and rubber bullets and, you know, stun grenades and all that equipment because they they understand, well, this is going to go, you know, to to the next level probably, and we got to have some way to deal with it. So it's a bad thing, you know, and it, it's all coming from the heart. Uh, it's, we just read. I was going to so, so if you if we trace that back, that lust is coming. I mean, it, could, could, could that, is that a correct understanding that that lust is generated from in our hearts that we have a desire to enjoy all the things that we have around us? We, we have, so we develop an attachment for enjoying with our senses and from that 
attachment lust develops. Yes, yes. And the way society is structured now, that that whole consciousness is promoted. promoted. Yeah, yeah. Through mm -hmm. all the advertisements, through all the promises yeah. of happiness, through material acquisition, you know, and, and all the things that that the senses and the mind are exposed to are just agitating and promoting the mode of passion. I see. And mode of passion is automatically lust-filled. Yeah. You're not going to be in the mode of passion and, and not experience lust. Yeah. And lust is the perverted reflection of love. See? So when I read this from Acharya Das, it'll, it'll kind of, you know, explain a lot of this that we're referring mm -hmm. to. Yeah. So why don't we read that now? Yeah. And yeah. then perhaps make a few comments along the way. Anger, a tool which we often use for our personal gain, makes us lose sight of our spiritual identity. So we, you know, anger is actually a tool which we use for our personal gain. Okay. That, that's, uh... I'm going to get something out of this. Mm -hmm. I'm going to control somebody. I'm going to conquer somebody. See, I'm going to be rewarded for this anger. This is the way I'll get what I want kind of thing. Mm. That's lust. That's the, mo that's the whole concept of lust and, and anger. But it's, but it's really not how we... I mean, it's a tool which we use for our personal gain. <laughs> that's a different... That's a complete different way of seeing anger. Just that first sentence is just... Wow. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's very profound. And it makes us lose sight of our spiritual identity. Mm. See? You're not going to think, oh, I'm not the body, I'm spirit soul and, you know, part and parcel of the supreme soul. When you're in this condition of anger and that's your tool to get something personal. Yeah, I see. Mm. It brings nothing but pain to others and ourselves. It brings nothing but pain to others and ourselves. There you go. What do you get? It is an act born out of selfishness, and it cages us away from our spiritual nature. It's all about me. See? Whether we look at it from sexual exploitation, you know, domestic violence, or the road rage, or, you know, the protest situation, or all these different places where anger is you know, so obvious, you know. It's all born out of selfishness, you know. I'm not getting what I want. Yeah. You're not respecting me like you should. Yeah. You know, you're agitating me. Yeah. You're in the way of my enjoyment. And on and on the story goes. So it's an act born out of selfishness, and it cages us away from our spiritual nature. And the way Acharya Das uses this this visual, mentally visual mm. phrase cages us away from our spiritual nature. Our spiritual nature is, I'm a spirit soul. I see everyone as, you know, equal, part and parcel of the supreme soul. You know, it's not about me. Humility is, is a part of our spiritual nature. Yeah. 
you see, etc. So anger actually puts us in a cage away from our spiritual nature. Automatically so. Which, 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 which is what we want to get closer through, you know, to be happy. That's what we want to get. Yeah, that that's the that's the worst thing, you know. When mm -hmm. when you put a wild animal in a cage, you know, you've taken them away from their natural environment. Yeah, yeah. You know, and and all that's left for them is frustration and suffering, and mm -hmm. you know, they're not happy. Mm -hmm. A wild animal caged up is not happy. And so, you know, we're just in that same category. Mm. It cages us away from our spiritual nature, mm. which is happiness, mercy, care, compassion, humility, love, etc. And, and that's the next, you know, sentence. Love, true love, on the other hand, is an expression of selflessness, that we've gone from selfishness to selflessness. It is the complete opposite of anger. Mm -hmm. So, you know, there's, there's, no, <laughs> there's no denying that this is better. <laughs> it, we have a true nature, and then we have a contaminated, perverted nature. Love is our true nature, completely selfless. It's, it's all about helping others, mercy, compassion to others. And, and, you know, I myself am, you know, humble, no arrogance here, no self-aggrandizement. So it's the opposite of anger. It is the complete opposite of anger. When we are anger, when we are angry, we lose the ability to empathize with the other person. See? We can't see their point of view. We can't see their suffering. We can't empathize with their difficulties that they're struggling with. You know, maybe their, their activity that, that we may presume to be directed toward us, you know, we can't you know, understand, well, that's because of this. We can't empathize mm. with that. They're guilty 100%. Exactly. And, and, and they get angry and they respond the same, and then the anger just builds up because yeah. both are yeah. in yeah. that yeah. attitude. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's just like Absolutely. fire on top of fire. Yeah. You know, one fire creates another fire. Mm. Yeah. So, you know, everybody loses here. So we lose the ability to empathize with the other person. We we're bewildered. We we can't. We just can't be who we should be in relation with them. When we are angry, we oh, I read, the act of inflicting pain upon others is born out of anger and the lack of compassion. And isn't that also a desire that? that springs up when we're angry. I want to inflict pain mm. on this other person. You know, I want to hurt them. And so, as we've already, you know, discussed, it could be verbal abuse. I want to cut them with my words. My tongue becomes like a sword. 
me. I want to belittle them. I want to put them down, crush them with my words. I go deep to try to to bring out, you know, what might hurt them the most. So just, you know? I'm just thinking, why do we do that? What 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 is it? I I know this is a perverted sort of way of thinking, but but why? What what is the goal of doing that? In that way of thinking, because we're because we're angry, and anger controls us. Yeah. That's the mode of ignorance. Yeah. It's not we lose control. Yeah, we're out of control. Anger's in control now. Yeah, I see what you mean. You know, you know yeah. think of it. You know, in a term that that I think most everybody could relate to. Let's say you're a, a nice guy, in general. You're just a calm, nice guy. Then you drink a bottle of vodka, and you know. You're now under the influence of that alcohol, mm. and it changes you completely. You know, and maybe you're one of those people that when you get drunk, there's two different kinds of drunks. There's an angry drunk and a happy drunk. <laughs> yeah, that's true. You see? <laughs> but let's say you're the angry drunk, you know, and you start doing crazy things, you know, hurting people and breaking things and you know, cursing people and all kinds of things that you would never do. You would never do that when you were sober. Now, you could say, well, why, why did you do that? <laughs> because they didn't do it. Mm -hmm. The alcohol did it, yeah. you know. And there's even a saying, oh, don't pay any attention to the guy. That's just the alcohol talking, <laughs> you know. It, it means nothing. Yeah. So when we're under the influence of anger, it's not us doing it. The anger is just making it so that's the feeling we have, the desire we have, the reaction we have, and et cetera, et cetera. And so that's, that's the danger of falling under this control. Yeah, mm -hmm. and the more we let ourselves be in that state, the more engaged we become. Yeah. So, and it's born out of. Uh, so, the act of inflicting pain upon others is born out of anger and the lack of compassion. See, I, how can I have compassion when I'm under this influence? Mm -hmm. See, it, it's gone, it evaporates. This puts in a, us in a cage where we are disconnected from our true spiritual nature, to feel compassion for others, to wish well for them. See? That's true spiritual nature, to feel compassion for others, to wish well for them. See? But we, we, we lost that ability, you see. We're in that cage. A person who inflicts pain a person who inflicts pain to others will experience the same thing himself. It does not matter if it happens immediately or in the future. Justice will always be there. Hmm. What is this referring to? Law of karma. Hmm. You know, everything you do is going to come back on you. What goes around comes around. So, whatever pain and injury and conflict and whatever that you put on somebody else, it's going to come back to you. It might happen right now 
That might happen sometime in the future. But it will happen. This is the point. So again, nobody wins here. You, you're hurting yourself. You know, and even if you win, you think, you say, oh, I won that argument. I defeated that person. You know, they were going to do something to me and I just took them out. Whatever it is, you know, you don't win. It's coming back to you. See, yeah. you will suffer the result of that. Mm -hmm. But when, even if you know about the law of karma, let's say you do. And you not only know about it, you believe it. You, you have faith, yes, that's how the universe is structured. When you're angry, you forget all that. Okay. Bewilderment of memory, loss of intelligence, see? All that knowledge and all that, you know, truth is just gone. Because you're in this cage. You've been put in the cage. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, to be angry is never needed whether or not someone did you wrong. Mm -hmm. so, so, all the people that say, well, sometimes anger is necessary. Yeah. You got to believe one of these truths. Or, or, I mean, here's two statements. You got to believe one is true and the other yeah. is not. Yeah. <laughs> you know. So, to be angry is never needed whether or not someone did you wrong. See? Anger is to be avoided. You know, it's not to justify my anger by saying, well, yeah, well, look what they did. Look what happened. Look at this situation. Of course I was angry. See? But that's not the highest understanding. That's not the highest truth. You see? That may be, people always like to say, this is my own truth. That may be your truth. <laughs> But we are trying to learn how to see it from the highest level of truth and consciousness. Mm -hmm. So, again, anger is never needed whether or not someone did you wrong. Mm -hmm. Forgiveness is the cure for anger. There you go. Mm -hmm. If anger is a problem, which it is, then we need a cure. We need a solution. And it's, it's given right here. Forgiveness is the cure for anger. Forgiveness is not a matter to be taken lightly. It is not just saying, I forgive you. But deep down, you still hold on to the anger inside you. Sooner or later, it will burst. <laughs> You can't hide it. It's going to come out at some time, some it's point or another. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So it's easy to say, oh, yes, I forgive you, and yeah. inside you're still just fuming. Exactly. You know, you're, you're just so angry. You know? <laughs> you know, it's interesting that they associate colors with different moods. You ever notice yeah. that? Yeah, like red angry. Anger is the color red. Mm -hmm. You know, it's fire, it's hot. Lust and anger are red in color. Yeah. You know, whereas, you know, the mood of goodness and compassion and so on, that's kind of like white. Mm -hmm. 
and maybe blue, yeah. you know, soothing colors. You see? So, yeah. It's, uh, it's red hot. <laughs> and that's why people's face turns so red. You know, it's just the, just the symbol of, I'm so angry. Say, oh, I forgive you, and you're just cherry red. <laughs> you know, but whether it's displayed like that or it's, or it's hidden, it's not. You know, it's not just some cheap thing. And say, yeah, I forgive you, no problem. Do you really forgive in the heart? Because that's where it is, right? We just read that. You know, that's where the anger. I mean, that's where the forgiveness has to be done is in the heart. I remember you said in a previous talk we had about this, uh, this is with yoga meditation on stream, you said that forgiveness is a, it's a heartfelt decision yeah. to grow, heartfelt decision. Yeah. And mm -hmm. like I, it says here, sooner or later it will burst, and that's what I was speaking about. Unfortunately now, you know, so many people are so angry and it just burst, mm. you know. One little thing, and there you go. Triggers it. That's all it took. <laughs> you know. So let's say in a domestic relationship, which is where the most anger is displayed on a regular basis, mm. truthfully speaking, mm. you know, unfortunately so. Mm. Everything is going good and no conflict, and then all of a sudden, boom. And it wasn't because, you know, she squeezed the toothpaste from the middle instead of the bottom. <laughs> you, know? you look at his toothpaste. No, that has that's not it. It was there. It was, and that's what happened. It just burst. Yeah. You know, and you may be under the illusion of, to yourself. Oh, I'm not angry. Everything is cool. Everything's calm. But it's in the heart. And, you know, yeah. they do one little thing. They yeah. say one little thing yeah. that you don't like. You know, they, they prepare some food that's a little too salty, you know. And there you go. In Russia, you know, they, there's a kind of a joke, you know, where, you know, conflict breaks out in a domestic situation. You know, and the husband's so angry. You know, you put too much salt in the soup. <laughs> <laughs> and it's it's not the salt <laughs> that's it's just the catalyst that's that's what happens you see sooner or later it will burst you have to learn to forgive others despite their wrongdoings to feel compassion and wish well for someone no matter what they have done to you but a key word here is learn you must learn it See, we must learn these things yeah. because under the modes of passion and ignorance, and that's what most of us are under the control of, we're ignorant. We don't know these things. We got to learn it. Yeah. You know, we've got to, and we've got to, to develop the cure for anger is, you know, forgiveness. You've got to cultivate that. You've got to learn that. See, it's just not going to happen automatically. So the whole yoga lifestyle, the whole process of, you know, becoming more and more in the mode of goodness and 
out of un, from under the control of the mode of passion and you know seeing you know the whole world in a different light and you know contemplating you know the supreme lord you know and all the wonders and, and the 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 uh, activities i can do to please the lord all that you see is going to cultivate another condition of heart it's going to purify the heart yeah. you know yeah. the anger in the heart's a contaminant so we've got to to work on a deeper level than just in the mind yeah. you know oh i forgive you no problem mm. you see but it's that's not where it took place yeah really it's deep it's deep or 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 just holding you know, back right? the anger and just suppressing it and and then it you know turns somewhere else or turns to yourself or turns you know wherever into yeah that's where we've got to go and just root it out yeah you know it's got but we don't root it out we've got to practice that which does root it out mm. you know we've got to learn how to live We've got to learn how to see other people. We've got to learn how to treat other people. We've got to learn how to cultivate humility and compassion. See? Because we don't know those things. Mm -hmm. We know of those things, perhaps. Maybe we can even agree. I mean, really, who wouldn't agree? <laughs> you know, that that would be wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, some people wouldn't agree, actually, I think. You know, it's well, so far gone, but... But yeah. I mean, in general, people would agree. Yeah, yeah mm -hmm. that's that's wonderful. That sounds so wonderful. But it takes more than that. We've got to change that. Like, if you you're sick with COVID, you know, wouldn't it be wonderful to be well? Yeah, but you've got to do something, <laughs> you know, or you know, any disease we might have, yeah. obesity or heart disease or yeah. whatever. You know, wouldn't it be nice to be skinny, you know, and and feel just so light and lively every day. Yeah. And everybody would go, yeah, that would be fantastic. Yeah, I see what you, you mean. See? Okay, but you got to do something to achieve that. <laughs> yeah. You know, sitting on yeah. the couch eating burgers is not going to bring that about. And, and and think about how it would be to be thin and, you know, that you, you'd like to be thin and you're... Yeah. Need to... And just envision going to the beach and, you know, you're looking good, you're feeling good. <laughs> You know. Adjusting. No, you gotta you gotta get off the couch. Uh, you gotta put the put it into action, you know. So in the same way, we've got to learn how to cleanse the heart, how to root out this krodha, this anger, you know. And that's the whole bhakti yoga process. But, you know, gradually purifying, purifying, purifying. Because I, 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 I just wanted to, you know, sometimes when we speak about these things, in, in, in my world, my experience is more, I'm not maybe like bursting out in that anger, but sometimes I feel this, it comes out more in the form of frustration, of getting easily irritated, at, at often, more, most often at Lynn, you know, because my wife that's that's most often in the most intimate relationships when you have that you know and you you have uh, but but then i guess the lesson would be okay so then i have to what not just rethink but apply this bhakti yoga process more 
diligently be more focused on it be do my meditation more uh, focused yes and, but at the yeah. at the same time when those frustrations mm. begin to arise you got to recognize it and make a, a strong effort to control it yeah see yeah eventually when the heart is pure it's all done see but when it's not like that we have to control it you know, I got to control my tongue. I got to control, you know, my my senses on all levels. Right. See, right. With intelligence, with understanding, right. this is not good. I'm the one who has to implement that discipline and that control. So when we feel the frustrations coming and so on, I got to just back off, right. you know. And, and if we look deep and analyze it, it's because somehow this is interfering with my enjoyment. <laughs> Yeah. You know, yeah. this is in the way of how I want things to be. Yeah. You know, so. and so who who's the enjoyer here? And it always comes back, I am. You know, I'm attached to my enjoyment, to my situation, to how I want it to be, to how I want you to be. Yeah. I want you to be the way I want you to be. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but that's a pipe dream. You know, that's why they make robots, you know, <laughs> so you can program them the way you want them to be. Yeah. You know, it's not like they have a consciousness and a will of their own, you know. But, you know, living entities aren't robots. <laughs> <laughs> so you've got to be tolerant and just accept that and compassionate and just, you know, tolerance is a huge virtue, huge, you know, and, and these you know, intimate relationships, it's its required a lot more than if you're not in those kind of situations, yeah. you know. That's why when people get married, it turns into a, another whole story. <laughs> because before, when you're just by yourself, you can kind of do what you want. And yeah, you know, I might like some people the way they do things or what's some situation, but... It's temporary, short-lived. You can walk away from it. It's not, but when you're married to somebody, it's in in your face all the time, yeah. Yeah. you know. And so, therefore, you you if you can't develop <laughs> tolerance, you know, then things aren't going to go so well. You know, I got to tolerate them, and they have to tolerate me. <laughs> it has to go both ways, you know. Okay. I don't like the way you do this. You don't like the way I do that. I'll try to change. You try to change, but let's tolerate each other as much as possible. You know? Because, yeah, that's all in that same category of anger. and yeah. you know, yeah. Yeah, It's just another, another form, so to speak. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you don't maybe burst and, you know, or you know, physically or, or even verbally doing something. But it's, you know, it's still in the same arena, let's say, of things we got to learn, we got to work on. You know, humility, compassion, tolerance, you know, the great virtues that they are. So we are not denying that what is wrong is wrong. This is another nice point. We are not, not denying that what is wrong is wrong. See? And some people think if I forgive somebody, I'm saying, well, what you did is okay. See, they, that's what we might think. Yeah. 
And I know it wasn't okay, so therefore I'll never forgive you. Yeah. No, we're not saying what they did is right, you know, if it wasn't. Not denying that what is wrong is wrong. Mm. But when will we know peace if we don't learn to forgive? To forgive is to set yourself free from anger that causes tremendous suffering for everyone. You forgive. It's not like you're saying what you did is right, but you've just set yourself free from that whole story of anger and frustration. You know? And now you're free. Now you can be peaceful. And it's not easy. We're not saying any of this is easy. You know, but... It becomes, you know, possible and easier and easier when we apply the process that we're <clears throat> always encouraging other people to apply. Yeah. And it's more likely if we're knowing these things and applying the process that we'll look at ourselves and see our misconduct. That's exactly what I was going to say. It's hard to look at yourself and see that you're wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's your fault. You're the one that's really... Yeah. You know, yeah. the blame here. Yeah. But the more we know these truths and accept it as true and apply the process, the easier it is for me to do that. And that's a long ways toward solving the problem. <laughs> because when you see that, you, you, you see that, wow, I'm so imperfect. Then, of course, why wouldn't I tolerate and be compassionate towards others who have imperfections? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Myself. And look at my imperfection. Uh -huh. I'm just... Yeah. Yeah, I see that. So time's running out, but let's move quickly. Mm -hmm. To hold on to your anger and not forgive does not change circumstances or a person. See, it doesn't change the circumstances. It doesn't change the person. In forgiveness, you set yourself free from the cage of anger. Back to the cage, such a beautiful example. Mm -hmm. It is very significant for our peace, happiness, and spiritual growth. You can't grow when you're in the cage of anger. You can't have peace there. So you can't be happy there. So if you want any and all of those things, then we have to set ourselves free from the cage of anger. Forgiveness allows you to connect with your spiritual nature, to seek that which is eternal, that which is good. Hmm? So, and, you know, we're not... My instruction has been always from our spiritual master, and it's not my instruction, everybody's instruction, focus on the eternal and not the temporary. We're trying to perfect the temporary, to have it like we want it. We think, that'll make me happy, that'll make me peaceful, you know. But that's not true. Focus on the eternal, see. And all this imperfect, world, including our imperfections, other people's imperfections, and everything else involved, will not be the issue that it is if we're focusing on the issue. If we're focusing on the eternal, knowing that the material world is imperfect, you know, place for the soul to find happiness and peace and satisfaction, then we got a different perspective. We got another whole concept. Yeah of ourself and others and life. And we have. So, but it's not going to happen just by reading the truth 
you know, and, and agreeing. We have to implement, implement, mm -hmm. do the work. We all got a lot of work to do. You know, every day we'll find, oh, geez, there it is again. I got to work. See? And when we're frustrated and angry, look at it and say, oh, I see it's because of, you know, I was attached to this, this interfered with my happiness, and blah, 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 blah. Mm -hmm. You know? Haribo, haribo, nitaigo, haribo. You know? <laughs> that's, that's really, you know, brings us back to reality. They focus on the eternal, not the temporary. And the more we can do that, the more we'll be successful. And that is where true strength lies, not in losing the plot and being angry, but, but doing this slow practice and, and uh, yeah. Yeah. Get, yeah. getting don't out of that cage. Being, yeah. yeah, don't expect to happen overnight. Yeah. Mm. Patience is another virtue. Yeah. You know, if, you, if you're impatient, that just shows that you're not <laughs> you're not understanding what we got here in front of us, you see. So, yeah. yeah. Okay, Ruben, I think we got a chant now. Yeah. That's the secret. We can talk about all the things, but if we don't chant, it's really not gonna be, you know. We're going to do a, a follow-up to this whole thing with, with an actual practice. You know, we'll be reading some, some further information about this whole subject. You know. But not only reading information, but actually practicing, you know, what we should practice to get out of the cage. Perfect. So that'll be an upcoming, you know, session. Okay, everybody, we know the mantra, Ranga Haribo. Yep. Easy and potent. And at least while we're doing the chanting, the meditation, just try to relax and forget. Even if you're angry, just let that anger go away. Just let it go away. See, let the mantras be the main focus, the peace and the, the tranquility of the mantras. Even if something that we said made you angry or <laughs> upset. Or <laughs> <laughs> yeah, even if what we said made you angry, <laughs> let this mantra meditation take care of it.
So that's our Sankirtan. That's the cure for <laughs> the problems, all problems. <laughs> yeah. So, so simple, so easy, so readily available to everybody. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Mark. Okay, Ruben. So it's been a nice session. I hope, you know, we all gained some insights that we didn't have before. Mm. And as I say, you know, this is a subject that applies to everybody. Mm. Who hasn't been angry? Who hasn't been disturbed? And on and on it goes. Everybody, we all. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> what we're trying to do, make it so, you know, things that are relevant to our life are what we discuss. Real. All right. So thank you very much for, you know, <laughs> the session. Thank you, Valakia. Yeah. Break and trail. Let's break some trail. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
going fast. Okay, Ruben, I got to run. So thank you so much. Yeah. Hi, Bo, to everybody there. Thank you. And Lynn told me, she said explicitly that I need to tell you, you know, wish you well and send, send her regards. <laughs> All right. Thank you. And also, yeah. you know, pass it on to Frank and Yana. Okay, we'll talk. I'll yeah. call you on Skype soon. Okay. Maybe not today, but soon. Okay. <laughs> cool. And, uh, All right, namaste, Haribo. Haribo, namaste. <laughs> see you. See you soon and see everyone else the next session. Yeah. For yeah, practical. thank everyone for joining. Yeah.